0: Welcome to Mike Drops Up Close. We speak to entrepreneurs and thought leaders from all around the globe. Tune in and hit subscribe to stay informed with inspiring stories from our amazing guests. We get up close and personal, covering subjects from business, marketing, and mindset. Hosted by Michael Kalisparis, a successful digital marketer and property investor.
1: So, hi guys, welcome to Mic Drops Up Close. Uh, literally, we have got the most amazing guest here. His name is Tim David, and I am gonna introduce you to him right now. So, welcome Tim, thank you for coming to Mic Drops.
0: Oh, my pleasure, thank you so much. I don't have to drop my mic too, do I? I don't have to drop
1: your mic, don't worry, no, no, it's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I had um, Brad Lee yesterday, and he's got a podcast called Dropping Bombs. And I oh, said- boy. That, that's a nice um, i literally interviewed him yesterday and um, uh, and I was i said that's a nice compliment you yeah. know mic drops and dropping bombs yeah that's perfect like difference in like the power of, of each other but, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah great guy really great guy really know, maybe the
0: microphone is more powerful than the bomb as they say you know
1: Actually, you know what it's, it's funny you say that because what we're talking about on this podcast is about communication and you mm-hmm. have made that your life haven't you um, so you could you give it a little bit of explanation? I mean, I can do it, but I think there's nothing better than the person themselves. Give them a little bit of an explanation of uh, an introduction to your life, and because you used to be a magician, and yeah, that's that's quite a difference, it's a bit of a leap, isn't it, to what you're doing now. So, could you explain to people? Yeah, it's
0: funny. It's funny that you say that. And, and a lot of people have the same thought initially that going from magician to right now, my, my world uh, is, is, is surrounded around uh, influence, uh, the psychology of influence, the science of influence, how uh, leaders can use influence, how speakers can use influence from the stage. And, uh, you know, my book is, is all about influence. So really, that is that is that is the core of, yeah. of my world. And I've I, I keep I don't know if it's just my own perspective, but I really feel that it's the core to a lot of other people's worlds as well. Uh, The ability to move people to action is uh, many of our job descriptions, right? If you're in sales, marketing, if you're a leader, if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, your job is to get people to do stuff, right? So uh, I I believe that if you wanna move mountains, you have to be able to move people, all right? nothing that we can do on our own. So the importance of communication, of connecting with other people and moving them through through influence strategies, that's one piece of it, uh, is is I think the core of of a lot of people. And and the connection between magic and influence is uh, not just, yes, I had to stand on a stage and, um, you know, connect an audience together and get them to believe something just for a moment just suspend their disbelief just for a moment that their senses are wrong i I had to sort of um in in essence fool people who were trying very hard not to be fooled so so that's the definition of 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 an illusion is creating something that's impossible and convincing people that it just happened. Uh, but also the, all the other, the real influence strategies of not just getting the gig, right? Because you know if I'm, if I'm a freelance magician and I don't have an agent and I never had you know, people who were out there hustling for me, you know, how am I gonna keep myself busy? And I was doing 300 shows a year on average. Um, how am I gonna continue that process and get people to think that they need to buy a magic show? Mm. Uh, and then find me and then you know so that's that's sales right that's marketing yeah and uh, and then standing on the stage and connecting that audience together and making them enjoy the process of being fooled so there's a lot of there's a lot of correlations there you know Mm -hmm. I think of a I think of a salesperson right and I know a lot of uh, your your viewers your listeners at some point probably have to sell something Mm. Uh, in their lives whether it's an idea or a product mm. and and when you go into that situation there is a preconception about you right because when I show up and I'm introduced as here's Tim he's gonna do a magic show for us he's a magician welcome Tim David people immediately have in their minds like I hate magicians or this guy's gonna try to fool me or oh this is fun yeah. um, when it comes to sales very often it's oh I gotta listen to this guy try to pitch me his stuff oh It's automatically and very rarely is it like oh goody I get to listen to a salesperson. Um, So so that overcoming that is also influence as well and getting people on your side in your sort of uh, getting in their circle I call it is step Mm -hmm. one for any any uh, any influence endeavor. So um, man oh man that's that's only. After I became a magician is when influence that man before that, the reason I got into magic is because I am so naturally shy and introverted, like off the charts, man. Like wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Diag- diagnosably shy. Right. So <laughs> like hope
1: for me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right? So how, how did I, um, how how could I possibly connect with another? That's what drew me to magic in the first place was the desire to connect with another human being, and and man, that's your best influence strategy is is connecting with a human human being on on a on a level that you know is is beyond just you know. Yeah, uh,
1: it's, not, it's it's beyond that, that 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 surface level. It's getting yeah. deeper. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: and I learned that the styles of the communication styles of like, you want this, this is really cool. You know, you're going to buy this rah, rah, rah. The high pressure stuff really didn't work. When I was doing magic, I'd be like, this is, uh, this is magic and it's possible. It's impossible. And I'm doing it. And I know how, and you don't, that was, you know, very uh, conflict creating and influence ruining versus, whoa look at this like i don't know stupid magic like whoa look at this pen that just that was crazy <laughs> it, it's, a, it's like a shared experience yeah. and now that connection uh again uh, allows that experience to be enjoyable and 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 allows the audience to allow themselves to be moved uh by the experience well, so, i think,
1: think we we're, we're by our very nature we're born curious you know children uh, are born they're trying to learn to walk you know, uh, they fall over, they hurt themselves, they pick themselves up, they see some sort of object. They've hurt their knee, but they're not bothered about that. They've seen something else that they've been attracted to. They're just yeah. curious. And I think the great thing about um, being a magician is you you re you reignite curiosity in in grownups. I think right. Mm-hmm. And and by reigniting that, you're creating a story. You know, in the sub level, you're creating a story, and you're mm-hmm. taking them through a story by that very nature and that's where i think you, you you've smashed it with the um the the persuasion because if you can get, take people through a story of sorts um and using curiosity as well and the way you you put it out there i think that's that's what i mean i've got to learn i, I mean i'm not i i do speak i've spoken on stage recently with david goggins and charlene johnson and stuff like that in the uk Oh, nice. only only recently it was one of my first biggest gigs but um but you know, I was talking about chatbots because I'm a marketing guy as well. You know, um, but uh, for me, I had a couple of friends in the, in the in the audience, and they said to me, "Do you know when you really started coming alive?" And I said, "What do you mean, when?" And they said, "When you are talking about your your family." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Right, okay. So what was that?" And they, they said, "But you weren't just talking about systems and things like that, and teaching and giving. and that, you actually were talking with passion." And obviously just for the viewers to know, I've got a son who's severely disabled who wrote a book about him. It's called My Little Spartan. Um, And it's about, basically we all have a Spartan within us. And it's like, you know, embrace the struggle to find your strength. Um, And I truly think that was my why to kind of like on my entrepreneurial journey. That was my why. But I think we need more than a why because a why gives you the initial start, the get up and go. You know, the stuff that gets you out of procrastination. But I think you need a little bit more than why to keep you going. And I think the communication and what you do is what keeps people going. Because otherwise, without that, it's, it's the fuel, it's the connection, it's the network, it's the, the influence, it's, the, it's great curiosity. And I, and I think that's – I mean, Simon Sinek always talks about, you know got to have your why. But I, I, I had a big why. I know, I know I need a little bit more than that. You mm. know, that's a big why to start off seven years down the line he's still disabled and i'm still going down my entrepreneurial journey journey so i think do you understand where i'm coming from i think what you teach is really powerful because of that so it's funny that you know you you bring
0: that up right before i hopped on on this this call here uh, i was working on a presentation i'm giving uh, i'm giving a talk on monday for a school for the severely developmentally disabled wow. yeah. uh, children yeah. and they want to learn about influence, the teachers, the faculty, the staff, they want to learn about influence so they can better help. I mean, and I think, I think this is one of my, one of my, um, one of my passions, right, is that, you know, influence is what you do uh, to help. In fact, I think, I think, I'm not sure which book it's in, to be honest, but I have this whole section on, on how people view influence. It's not this, it's not that. Um, influence is what, parents do to help their their, their children stay off drugs. Uh, influence is what doctors do to, to, to help patients uh, stay on their treatment plans. Uh, yeah. Influence is what salespeople do to help their prospects avoid making mistakes yeah. uh, and, and choosing paths or avenues that are not uh, conducive to their own success. Yeah. So influence, there's a pattern. Influence is what you do to help. And if you're not, then you're doing it wrong yeah. there's something that you're missing that's 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 a huge a huge piece of the puzzle and as i'm putting as i was putting together this presentation it's it's so funny that you mentioned curiosity too because i was thinking in my head and i was noticing as i was going through my slides i was noticing that even though, I, yes, I still do some magic in my pre. I do like one little thing to kick. I, I, yeah, I used to be a magician. Sorry, now, stop. <laughs> now stop asking to see a trick. Here you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, and it does, it engages the audience and it, and it wakes people up or whatever. But um, so right after right after that, I noticed that I'm still using the principles of magic as I'm speaking. And the principle that you mentioned and the one that I, that I discovered that I would, that I use all the time is curiosity. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I say, Emails. If you want your emails to get opened, there's this one ending that you're this one word that you write at the end. Most most emails only about forty five percent get responded to. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, thirty five point seven percent or whatever. I should pull up my slides that I was just working on. But if you end your email with this specific magic word, it's sort of something. The book that I wrote is magic words. It's sort of the thing I'm known for. Yeah, yeah. And with this little magic word, then it goes up to sixty seven percent response rate. Wow. Uh, a word at the end of your email, right? So what am I doing? I just showed you a, a, a verbal magic trick. I did this thing, this, there's this result, but I didn't tell you how, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't tell you what the word was. Yeah. So that curiosity makes people lean in and engage. And, and while I do that, while I, while I say this is the cool result that you'll get, there's a, there's a secret word you can use. It's really awesome. In fact, and I go down a rabbit trail and I tell them something that I want them to know and I want them to understand, but their brains are still engaged because their brains, it hasn't filled in the how gap,
1: right? I like it. I like it.
0: Yeah. So in in sales in marketing, it is if you want attention, right? The reason people watch magic tricks and the reason people talk about it long after I'm gone, is they want to know how. What's yeah. how, the, the 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 gap, right? I don't I don't want to you know. The word is is thanks in advance. It's actually a phrase, but thanks in advance gets you the response in an email uh, much much more than than you know saying like best or oh, kind okay. regards or whatever just thanks in advance comma your name and and that's the secret
1: <laughs> wow but
0: you know uh, but uh that as as a magician i took it for granted and as a speaker i still wanted that audience engagement right yeah but you know without without having the 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 visual magic trick so i sort of used the use the gap and that's that's a great way to capture and keep
1: attention that's brilliant. That's, that's a really good mic drop, by the way. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's do that. Let's do the mic drop. There you go. It's good <laughs> mic drop Right there. Yeah. So I, I, honestly, I think that's pretty amazing because, um, like, that's what I've noticed and I'm not even doing this as, as a business. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a one small snippet of what, what you talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. And like for me, like I said, uh, the why was powerful it was very powerful for me. Obviously I want to support my family. I say it in all my podcasts, um, eventually I want to, well, I want to be able to buy that, uh, Iron Man suit it might be millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that will give him this, you know, the freedom and he might even become a superhero who knows, you know, yeah. but, um, but the, but the reality is, um, that was my wife to support my family cause life went upside down. It affected work, everything, which is why I went into property and marketing and did mm. quite well in it. So, um, for me, um i did notice that i started to to lose my mojo you know and and i think if you're a speaker on stage and you do the same thing over and over again and you haven't got passion um and you haven't you can't put curiosity into your, your 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 verbalization then i think that you could easily get bored with yourself if that makes sense you know, right. uh, and, and I think you doing uh, sort of bringing sort of a form of magic into it, um, especially when you get people going. give us a magic trick constantly at your feet, telling you that, um, asking you that it, it's nice because it's actually, uh, it's a pattern interrupt, isn't it? In marketing, it's like right. a pattern interrupt. Yes, when people exactly. get bored after lunch, it's like, right, everyone stand up, jump up and down, shake your hands, right? you know, it's to get them, you know, right. they're turning back. So you're doing it with the mind though, which is even more powerful than the, the physical side of things. Because, I mean, even let's refer to David Goggins, for instance, you know, that guy, uh, he literally surpasses any pain through the mind. Um, and so if you can, if you can literally do that with the mind of people and and, and persuade them that, you know, it's not too bad, it's only a hundred miles run. <laughs> you know, yeah, right, not right. Too bad. It's only just one more mile, just one more mile, just one more. Or like, um, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, John w- uh, Wallink, uh, I forget his surname. Anyway, he talks about um, whenever something goes wrong, just say, it's all good. Hmm. Good. Uh, just, you know, broke my leg. It's good. I needed a rest. You know, um, <laughs> it's like, just turn everything round. Now you, in your communication and what you talk about on stage and so on, using these sort of uh, persuasion, um, techniques, it's really powerful because we need that as people, um, to get by and to grow because there's risks in what, when you're growing a business, there's risks in any business and you need to have, I mean, people do affirmations and all sorts, you know, you know, whatever it may take, but I think you really need to, to train yourself first. And if you can persuade others, you can certainly persuade yourself, you know, you've become the master of it yourself. You would think, um, you oh, would right, think. Hey, yeah. that's okay, listen, so, listen, listen, let's, hear, let's hear that then. That yeah, so, a-
0: I mean, I, I, like, I like what you said, you know, earlier. You said you had this why, you said you had this passion. And and, and I can connect with that and I can relate to that um, when I wanted to become a magician, right? I'm a, I was a teenager. I had realized that this was a fun thing. And I had done a few like birthday parties and I was like, 50 bucks, you're going to pay me $50 for 45 minutes? of something i was gonna do anyway like that i was like a surprise check at the end i'm like oh man this beats working at mcdonald's so my passion was i'm gonna i'm gonna become an entrepreneur i'm gonna become a, a, a freelance magician right mm-hmm. through the chagrin of my family right my <laughs> nobody nobody everybody wanted me to just to go to college get my degree and start my career like a no. normal person you know at least you should have a degree to fall back on yeah. you know what about Plan B? I'm like, well, hey, Plan B is distracting me from Plan A right now. Okay, uh, if Plan B were if Plan B were any good, it would be Plan A. Uh, <laughs> let me focus on this 100% dive in whole hog because it's my passion. It's my why. So I did, and I failed miserably for at least a full year, just racking up debt. Not I, one or two shows a month, at like best. Mm-hmm, yeah. So what you were talking about, passion not being enough. What are we missing? What's the gap now? And I uh, I remember sitting in my room and I was playing with my uh, practicing with cards and I'm like, man, if I could just get really good, if I could just become like the best magician, then the world would be the path to my door. Yeah. I have bad news. Yes, we want to be good at what we do. Yes, we want to have a good product, a good service, a good offering, a good. Uh, we want to be, you know good at what we do but mm-hmm. it's absolutely not enough it's yeah. not enough. and the person who told me this was a, a a magician who who offered me he offered me this like course and i was like it cost it cost 147 dollars i remember this mm-hmm. and i was talking to him on the phone and i was like yeah but <clears throat> so like what's what's the price for me though <laughs> he's <laughs> like it's 147 he knew his value he knew his worth it wasn't a high number, but at least he stuck to it. Uh, so I remember hanging up the phone feeling like I don't have the money. Yeah. Now, money is a funny thing because, I mean, he, he was smart. He told me this. He's like, Tim, let me ask you a question before we go. You, it's a no. You don't have the money. I get it. But before we go, it's just for me. I just have a question. Um, what would happen if uh, your mother was sick and dying and uh, the doctors came to you and said, Tim, we have a pill. It's going to cure your mother. If not, she's going to die in, in like a week uh, the pill cost $147. That's a really expensive pill, but Tim, could you afford it? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I would beg, borrow, steal. I would dig through all my couch cushions. I would drum up $147 to save my mother's life. He said, okay, well, you know, money is not a fact. It's a feeling. Mm. So to his credit, you know, it's a little bit of a high pressure sales tactic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I didn't, I did and I didn't buy, I hung up the phone. Oh, you
1: didn't buy. Wow. I didn't,
0: I went to bed and I couldn't sleep. And his, and these thoughts were running through my head. And I, he said, if your dream's not that important, it's not that important. I'll, you know, that's okay. Bye. And I'm like, why am I not uh, valuing my own success the way that I should? Do I not believe that it's going to work? Like what, what's going on? It was just like a book and some cassette tapes back then.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm like, it's too expensive, too expensive. So the next morning with the same debt that I had, the same doubt that I had, I picked up the phone, I called him back and I took a step and invested in myself, made a leap of faith. Uh, I had to split up the transaction between my debit card last little bit and my credit card. But when you have that passion, you you just try stuff. And like I said, for a long time, it didn't work. But then I found this guy. I got the chorus, I listened to it. He said things like, Tim, uh, or in the course, it was like, show business is two words. Business is the bigger word. You got the show. You need the business. So what's that gap? Yes, passion. Great. Yes, yes. The the gap is is a plan, a path, a proven step-by-step methodology, something that you can follow. Pretty much just about anything that we want to do in our lives,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there are people who do it successfully. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's
0: true. Ready Ready for uh, one of my favorite bits of advice that I ever got. Uh, Secret of life, right? C plus P equals S. C plus P equals S, where S stands for success. And any success that you want to put in there, financial, health, whatever, you get to decide what success is, right? I know success is a funny term, a fuzzy term. So C plus P equals S. This is the catch-all formula. Right. Uh, I always ask people, I used to do a lot of like workshops and seminars and stuff. I'd always ask people, what does C and P stand for? Nobody ever guessed it. People would say things like confidence or a plan or like whatever. They had all kinds of words. In the interest of time, I'll give it to you. Copy and paste.
1: Oh, wow. Copy (laughs) and paste.
0: (laughs) <laughs> someone, but why do we have to reinvent the wheel every time there are people out there who are successful at magic you want to be a magician why do you feel like you have to sit in your room and figure it out on your own yeah. copy and paste not not steal right but model find yeah. the plan find the path that works for you there's a lot of paths up the mountain a lot of them are good find the good ones find the good paths avoid the psychopaths <laughs> it's thing. so
1: Literally.
0: <laughs> right and and if you have that pl- that plan and that path it changes everything step by step i don't i'm not a good baker i've never really baked anything i don't think i, I if you would ask me can you can you bake cookies i'd be like no i but if you gave me a recipe like step one but my recipe would have to be like step one go to this store <laughs> yeah. go to this aisle buy this thing off this
1: shelf <laughs> go that would be the same for me the- i'm not gonna lie
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Turn on the oven to exactly 375 or whatever. I don't even know. So um, then I could bake. Co- they may not be the best cookies the first time, but, but if I had a recipe, I could do it and learn from that experience because that is your best teacher is the experience. So long story short, after year, uh, a, a year of really trying, plus years before that of dreaming, yeah. after I met this guy, after I learned the path, the very next month, I did 17 magic shows
1: wow
0: the month which is more than more than the previous year yeah, at least yeah
1: yeah
0: the month after that i did 28 i almost doubled it and every month for the next eight years i did between 25 and 30 magic shows 300 shows a year uh without fail because i had that plan and that system yes i tweaked it and yes i worked it yes i i, I played around with it but man i think that's the gap passion plus plan right i love and, it yeah and, 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 and you, there's no need to invent or think or create your own plan. It's been done. Uh, it's, it's out there if you want to do it. Find the people who are successful. And here's another huge tip. And I, this drives me crazy because I help a lot of speakers get into the world of speaking. And this drives me crazy. They they model successful speakers. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Be yourself. They're, they're here. Yeah. You're here, the, the, the landscape is very different for someone just starting. Yeah. Like if you were to ask me, Tim, uh, how are you gonna get your next speaking gig? And I'm gonna say, well, I'm gonna get an email from my bureau and they're gonna say that someone read my book, reached out to the bureau, everything's been negotiated. They're gonna say this city, this fee, this date, yes or no. That's yeah. how I'm gonna get my next speaking gig. If I gave that to you as advice, that's not, so don't oh, model six. Yeah. Don't model successful speakers yeah. where they are model successful speakers where they were right. And where you are. So, you know, copy and paste, copy plus paste equals success. Um, you do it the right way. Right. <laughs> that,
1: that, that, is, that is a proper mic drop. I mean, uh, I mean, we, there are lots of, uh, platforms out there that, I mean, for instance, let's talk, uh, let's mention click funnels quickly. They talk about funnel hacking, you know, um, Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like a bit of a copy paste but make it your own i guess kind of thing but but they have a list of four hundred thousand people already exactly exactly that's, that's, not, that. that's not you know i mean that's the thing it does grate me a little bit if i'm being honest with you um just a, a little bit because I mean, i've got a lot of respect for a lot of marketing platforms on that um i use many different ones not just that one but um as an agency it's got a marketing agency but it does grate me this kind of like this dream that's kind of like you're one funnel away you know right yeah, like, like, yeah hundreds of thousands of people thinking they're going to be, you know, I mean, it's great. It's great. But I think ultimately the power is in the words, like you say, and that's in the copy as well. And, yep. and if you're copying someone else's copy and it's not your words, then you can't back it up with your voice. So there are people on there that, um, that might not be able to uh, communicate as, 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 as smoothly as you may be yeah. and the, the copy is like a different person, and it's obvious, you know. So when it comes that conversion, and they get on the phone, it's a completely different voice to what they've it's, just. Called. It's worse than that. It's Mike. worse. <laughs> it's
0: worse than that. I'll tell you why it's worse than that. Because, and this is this is another thing. So this is fresh in my mind too. Because you know, as I as I run my my speaking business, right? As as you know, I stand on stages and deliver presentations. That's my real business. But you know, I'm doing two or three gigs a month now. Very happy with that because, you know, the dollars per speaking gig is not even so far above the dollars per magic gig. So yeah. I am very pleased, you know, that I'm under 50 gigs a year now. It's like, it, it's different, different goals, right? Some people when, you know, now I have kids. That was the, that was why I switched from magic to speaking because I have, I have these these children and I want to be around. That's, that's the, I'm not going to be touring 300 days a year. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So uh, so I'm helping people and I'm creating this thing. And I, and I just wrote this thing uh, called the five um, things that beginning speakers should never do. Right. And one of them was modeling successful speakers. And this other one was, you know, building, uh, building your uh, platform, building your social media networks, going out there and networking, pitching your services, this and that. The reason that people should not do that, and, okay, and listen, ClickFunnels, it's, it's, it's a plan, it's a path, great, it's a technique, it's a tactic, wonderful, you know, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or whatever, whatever uh, platform that you want to use, all it's doing is broadcasting the wrong message, right so if you're not clear on what that message is like you said if you don't have the right words the right copy but also the right clarity within you then all you're doing is broadcasting a fuzzy message and and amplifying something that's not really good to be amplifying anyway so it's not about the medium it's about the message this is really important that's why that's why things like influence are uh evergreen. It it doesn't matter what technology comes along. It doesn't matter what new funnel or formula or launch plan or whatever, you know, uh, it doesn't matter as long as you have the principles uh, of of external communication, but also, I mean, you mentioned internal communication earlier. Uh, Clarity, clarity, clarity. I, I mean, I love you know, people like Donald Miller and he's doing his story brand workshops and everything. And that is a brilliant plan and path for developing your clarity. That's the real work. That's the real work. You know, as speakers, especially develop, there are zillions of things that I could talk about. The challenge is not finding what to talk about. The challenge is finding what not to talk about. You know, when I did my TEDx talk, for example, very early on, I had a that.
1: But yeah, keep mentioning it now. I was going to actually ask you that. So, um, yeah, explain a little bit about the TEDx because I I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was a really good one. Oh, you watched it. Alright,
0: so uh you know, I, I um it explain what, what component of it. How I got
1: it, what what do you It was the whole it was the whole communicating through the words and how it can relate to people. I mean, it's, it was so many levels. I mean, what, what part did you drop on? <laughs>
0: it's like you go- yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's, as far as the content of the talk itself, uh, it, it, the idea was you know, as uh, technology increases and gives us the ability to connect with more and more and more people, uh, the quantity of human connection is, is skyrocketing. It's unbelievable what this device in our pockets can do. Right now, we are in different countries. It's awesome that I get to talk to you right now. That is a good thing. But as the quantity of human connection has gone up, the quality has come down. So you know the, was like the a story, human connection,
1: or something along those lines, um, and it was like yeah,
0: it depends on where you watched it. If it's on the TEDx site or if it's on this, I uh, mean, other people have grabbed it and posted it under different titles. Uh, they, you know, I, I don't remember what the original title was that I that I, I honestly don't even remember. Uh, it's been changed so many times, but the word human connection has been a through line and and it's a big part of of my writing. it's this this chapters in this little tiny book on on human connection, even though it's a book about words right mm. it's It's how words connect not just to people on that conscious level but to people on that deeper you know level of of what it is that truly makes us human. So you know, I think I talked about some magic words loosely uh on the TEDx talk I know I did some magic uh some tricks and things like that
1: but yeah, uh, I enjoyed it I mean yeah, I, thank you for it's quite, that it's quite mad because when we connected for the uh for the podcast
0: mm-hmm. I had
1: actually connected with you before through that talk because I'm no, no kidding I, I quite love I quite like the TED talk, TED talk stuff uh the, the TEDx stuff and um so I did come across it that's why I remember it um, nice. It's a while ago, um, but yeah, it's been several years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was around 2015. I saw it thereabouts. A good few years ago, um, but I remember right. it, was about, it was like it was it was about restoring human connection or something along those lines. But it was powerful. I remember it. That's why you know um, that's why it's still in my mind uh, compared mm. to other TEDx's. But it was it was interesting because it really made it a lot of sense. And what what I was left uh, with what 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 got me thinking was we talk about the power connection. But would you say, and how, you know, how important it is in in, in any, uh, with the the modern age and so on. Um, But the power of disconnection through words is really powerful as well. One word can really, could break a relationship. You know, one word can make you distrust someone. You know, one word can really, 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 really put you off people or or someone. Um, and they might not have meant it. It might be a jumbled up. I mean, we all do it. Sometimes we think before we speak, um, or we think too fast. You know, I'll give you. I'll give you an example right now. Yeah.
0: Uh, Mike. If I if I was just like so. Anyway, Mark. Blah blah blah. If I yeah. called you the wrong name, <laughs> that, that pierces you yeah, deep. Yeah, oh, right?
1: yeah. yeah. yeah it's and,
0: <laughs> and there's a there's a ton of psychology behind people's names that will blow your mind. Like For example, uh, when I was doing research for the book, Magic Words, you, the person's, other person's name uh, got a whole chapter. That's a magic word, right? Yeah. Um, not just because it grabs attention, like if, if you're talking to somebody at a party and you hear your name over here, your brain instantly commandeers your attention and you look, right? You heard, ev- your brain heard everything, but your name jumps out at you and, <laughs> and grabs your attention. That's called the cocktail party effect. And, wow. and- it, neuroscientifically speaking, if you look at how the brain processes audio, yeah. there are three levels um, and your name comes in just after a sudden loud bang, like Ooh, wow. that, that startle response where you, where you f- like, ah, you do that and you freak out and you, it's just below that. Right. Wow. So, awesome. um, and those are just levels of like listening. There's other levels beyond that. You're just, you know, outside your conscious awareness. So um, so it's very, very powerful to grab attention, which is why a lot of marketers, in fact, Coca-Cola, when they did their, their campaign, when they put names on bottles, right after that was the first time they had uh, uh, increased their profits in 11 years, right? Wow. So uh, names are very powerful at, at grabbing attention, but check this out. This is where, this is where uh, you don't want to dive too deep into the human brain. When you start peeling the onion layers back, you start to question, a lot. Uh, Everything, right? So, did you know that when Coke did that with with the with the names on the bottles, um, the top selling names, right, the ones that sold the most, the names five out of the top eight began with either a C or a K. Right. Because if your name is Chris, you are more likely to prefer Coke than Pepsi. If your name is Peter which Peter did not make the top 50, by the way, in the Coke names, because yep. Peter's drinking Pepsi, okay? Um, the, na- the letters in your name affect your decisions, Absolutely. and not just, not just a little bit. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a minor uh, but significant, you know, statistically across averages. Not everybody who, his name is Chris likes Coke better. But uh, statistically, you will notice things like um, even major life decisions. Like if your name is Georgia, you are 88% more likely to live in the state of Georgia than what relative statistics would indicate. I mean, (laughs) it's
1: crazy.
0: crazy. Uh, If your name is Larry, you're more likely to grow up and become a lawyer. If your name is Harry, you're gonna own a hardware store instead of a roofing store. It uh, it blows my mind, right? So when I write emails now, what do I do? Hi, your name, every time, every time. Uh, I'll tell Frank that this idea is fantastic. but I'll tell Tom that the idea is terrific. So I'll use the letters in their name as a, as a hack to commandeer their brain's attention.
1: It's really interesting because, as you know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a marketer, and I've not ever heard of that, actually. I mean, I know the psychology of a lot of marketing funnels and so on, but I've never heard of the relation of the name and how there's subconsciously connections.
0: It's one of the most widely and significantly um, proven Psychological like hundreds of studies in fourteen different countries, and there's mountains of data. And everybody who 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 like the scientists and social psychologists who come across it, and they're like, Nah, let me let me try again. Let me let me do this experiment. And they're like, Oh no, holy crap! Yeah, that's actually (laughs) a thing. So if you want to Google it or whatever, it's called the name the name letter effect. And it has to do with something psychologists call implicit egotism. And it's just the fact that people are inherently interested and like themselves and for years they've heard people shouting their names or tell or using their names to them and they associate that string of letters with their own identity so if that looks like me oh i kind of it's like me that's why we use the word like i like that it's like me yeah um so um Another, another psychologist, another interesting thing on the same level, but instead of names, pronouns, right? He studied pronouns for 30 years. He's, uh, you know, mountains again, mountains of mountains and mountains of data. 30 years of research looking at, at how people use pronouns. So what he can do now is if you give him your Twitter handle or, or your Facebook thing or whatever, he'll analyze all your posts. And then he'll tell you, like he runs it through a machine or whatever. And the machine spits out a description of your personality based on the pronouns that you use. Yeah. You know, so like this and that, whatever. But his most significant finding, his most interesting finding, and the one that's relevant to our conversation, is that in any interaction between two people, the person with the higher status, in other words, the person with the power, the person with the influence, the person who, uh, you know, the boss versus the employee, the parent versus the child, you know, uh, the leader versus the follower, in any interaction between two people, the person with the higher status, uses fewer i words and more us and we words or you words right so they talk about themselves less and and it's funny if you're writing an email to somebody who who you are trying to like oh i really hope i can get this person on my podcast hi so-and-so i was wondering if i could you know i have this podcast and i'm really excited i would love to i i i me 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 yeah. Versus somebody who is approaching you and you're a big head honcho, or whatever, and be like, uh, "Yeah, why don't you go, just go ahead and, and fill this out, and that would be great." You know, go ahead, yeah. and you yeah. you go ahead and take care of that or whatever. So uh, you see it. it. It's like I said, it's um, it's an interesting thought. So is it possible if we simply rephrase and reword our uh, pronouns instead of talking about us and me and my, talk yeah. about you and your and and your name and all those things? And I mean. Common sense, right? Common sense. But it's cool that the science really backs this up and, and shows us how important it is to get out of our own heads uh, I, in the face of others.
1: I did a post uh, earlier today and, uh, and I, I talked about like, you know, um, uh, integrity and stuff like this. And someone, someone said, uh, it's more about common sense. Because the problem is um, the word common in sense, it's not that common. <laughs>
0: yeah, it isn't. <laughs> it isn't.
1: It isn't. Rare sense. And- um,
0: and it's, it's something that we all know, but rarely do. I mean, I think you, you mentioned earlier how, you know, if you can persuade others, you can persuade yourself. You know, if that's like saying to somebody who's a smoker, just quit, you know, you want to quit, right? Yeah, I want to quit. Persuade yeah. yourself to quit. Yeah. Well, I can't, you know, <laughs> uh, I want to go to the gym and have a six pack abs, you know, well, just do it. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I want to. Okay. <laughs> Why aren't you? Because you, we can't really convince or persuade us. Like I said, there's a lot going on behind the scenes mm. of conscious awareness that um, that that are
1: just. It's just more powerful. So on that point, when you're trying to persuade, um, and you're doing a one to many, how do you connect? Because it's one thing connecting one on one. Yeah, you're a car salesman. Yep, one on one. You can look people right in the eyes. Um, certain a- actions that you're doing, your hand movements, whatever mm-hmm. the uh, the a uh, firm on the shoulder, sort of you right, know. Right, right.
0: Uh, but you th- can and you can also cater it. You can cater your message. You can listen yeah. and feedback
1: based on yeah. That's exactly. that's based on right. what they're telling you. They and then they close themselves. So okay. how how would you say you do that on a one to many? Uh, so uh, here here's how. There, uh, as
0: your understanding of other people increases, mm-hmm. your influence increases. Okay, uh-huh. so our goal is to understand other people, but uh-huh. I want understanding on on four different levels. I wish I had all my books in front of me because I know that <laughs> uh, the four levels of influencing people has uh, coincidentally these these four uh, these four things. Yeah. Uh, if you can understand them on an individual basis, that's your one-to-one. I know this person. They, they don't, don't talk to them before 10 a.m. because they haven't had their coffee yet. I know their quirks and their idiosyncrasies. They're a direct person. Uh, so just uh, get, just get point. to point. Yeah. That is individual. The next is sort of the tribe level. Okay? So this person belongs to um, – oh, I'm not going to get this right – uh, this person is is part of this um, company. It's part of this this company, and this is the way they do things. So if I am speaking to a company, I will learn about that company and have a better chance of influencing the the room one to many. Yeah. But beyond that, there's two more levels. We got now we got culture. That's the third level, culture. Mm-hmm. So now uh, this company in America versus this company in the UK. Well, now there's a cultural influence and I know that I need to use different body language, I know I need to use a different pacing, because as your understanding increases, so does your level of influence. But the fourth level of understanding is what I call human understanding. And this is understanding people in a way that they don't even understand themselves. Most people don't know that the letters in their name have an influence uh, on the decisions that they make in their life. That is uncommon sense. That's not like an obvious thing. that any And, and when you tell people that, I, I, they're always like, no, no, not me. Eh, that may be fine for other people, but not me. Or I don't believe it. And when they do believe it, they're like, oh, my gosh, wow. <laughs> I, am, I am surrounded by sheep. Like all these other people are so influenced by their names. We, we have a really hard time, you know. Uh, Accept it. Accepting those types of things. So yeah. the person who understands what I call the, uh, it, imagine like uh, concentric circles, like um, like a bullseye. Yeah. Uh, the center of that is the individual. I call it the itch, itchy rash. Individual, uh-huh. tribe, culture, human. I T C H, and and that human understanding gives you the broadest appeal. So if I am speaking right now to uh, this podcast right i have a little bit understanding of culture because you are the host and you attract sort of the the certain type of people but if i have that human understanding that crosses all cultural borders that is it's it's like a it's a brain thing right it's a human brain thing and it's and and it is who we are and it has been that way ever since, you know, humans have walked this earth. So to give you some specific strategies now of, of what human level influence might be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it and then I'm going to explain it, all right? It's called, uh, it's called an eyebrow flash. This is something you can do v- via video. It's not something you can do via text, but it's an eyebrow flash, okay? And it goes like this. Up, down, stop, right? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to see you. Oh, I'm excited about, it. oh, what a pleasant surprise, right? <laughs> combine it with a genuine smile, like, ah, uh, oh, eh. combine it with a genuine, what we call Duchenne smile. Um, you can't fake that, right? Yeah. So you have to genuinely, you know, ideally... Ideally, persuasion and influence, all it does is accurately represent what's going on in here. Because too often we accidentally communicate the wrong thing, right?
1: That's, that's the point. It's so, you know, do, it's so easy to do that, isn't it? If,
0: if, if I'm so focused on getting this commission that I need you to have this sale, um, I'm not, I'm, there's, there's a lot of things I'm doing wrong because of my desperation. Yeah. Um, and that leaks out. So we want, we want genuine, authentic communicate that's that should be a given like i said that genuine here's the thing human connection makes you influential genuine human connection makes you influential not your title not your position not mm-hmm. your not your money not how many followers you have the genuine hu- human being that you are is your best chance and your best tool at cutting through all the clutter especially when everybody else is uh, doubling down on artificial intelligence and big data and and you know algorithms and all this other stuff, uh, mm. text on a screen. You double down on that human connection. You have the advantage. So that eyebrow flash, again, not not this. Hey, just up, <laughs> down, and done. It is is something that uh, Paul Ekman, uh, the, the the guy. The, who, who discovered the micro expression he's the guy the tv show lie to me is based off of with Zach kind lightman uh that's his character so he's the guy who's spent his life studying facial expressions and what they
1: communicate and uh, this uh, what, what else if you're like me your eyebrows dance dance about anyway
0: <laughs> uh, i mean uh, awareness is the, st- is the first step for one week yeah, just yeah. To notice yourself doing it uh, <laughs> Do is try to stop it. And then week three is replace it with, with better habits. So um, here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, here's something I, I do. I remember, uh, I, I won't mention his name, but I was having a conversation with, with a um, uh, world famous uh, mind reading magician guy. Okay. And uh, I went and saw his theater show and he word for word uh, implemented this in his show to to do exactly what you're saying, to bond an audience together, sight unseen, one too many, create that rapport and connection which makes you influential. So uh, one of the things I said is, in addition to an eyebrow flash, if you can get their hands in the air for some reason, get their hands in the air for some reason, that will induce a good feeling. Because think about it, every time you're in school and you have the answer, you have that confident feeling, your hand is in the air. If your team scores a goal, yes, the hands go up. So, you know, just a little bit of what, I, what is called embodied cognition. Uh, the brain feels what the body is doing. You know, Amy Cuddy's TED Talk, if you're into TED Talks, she talks yeah. about throwing a lot out here because just the interest of time. But there's a mountain of data, and I know it's hard to take my word for it, but listen.
1: No, I believe it. When I believe your it.
0: hand's in the air, you feel good. Your brain is like, oh, you know, let's quickly, quickly squirt out happy juice. Something good is happening.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, also, physical human contact, a handshake, a hug. A hug is is brain candy oh my gosh the things that <laughs> happen during a hug it's awesome uh let's see what else so so what he ended up doing was um uh you know Tur, everybody turn to the person next to you give him a high five and they all turn to the person next to you, give him a high five cool hands are in the air and the entire energy in the room shifted people are laughing and smiling and then he's like he made a joke like oh missed oh i saw that over there whoops uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah everybody turn to the person behind you give him a high five and everybody in the theater turns around but the person behind them is also turned around so
1: <laughs> yeah um, i've seen been to that so but, okay. all right, all right.
0: so um so what's happening is he's using humor right but he's also getting bot- people's bodies involved okay so yeah. physically involved and if you've seen like really good webinars people say all right, everybody stand up you know shake your hands out whatever um uh, you know get people get- getting people moving is one like i said doing uh, smiling it's so obvious uh, eyebrow flash and then understanding the words and it's, it's not about what you say. It's about what they hear. So understanding how words affect and influence human brains will allow you to craft your presentation in such a way that has the intended effect versus the accidental. And here's an example of an accidental effect that you might have one to many. Um, So you guys uh, are, um, are, are, are my audience. Uh, I, I, love, I love my audience. I love you guys. Uh, but listen, there's one thing I want to tell you about. Blah, blah, blah. I love you, but, <laughs>
1: right? Yeah.
0: The word but erases everything that came before it.
1: Negative words,
0: yeah. And enhances everything that came after it. Yeah. So uh, listen, there's this thing that you guys do, but I love my audience. Same words, different order, different impact. Different, yeah. It affects how they mem- remember the situation and how they feel it. So, uh, again, that's a lot. Uh, I
1: wanted to give you some practical things. Oh,
0: um, great. No, thank thanks you for everybody's name, you know, those,
1: those types of things. But I'd, I'd like to get a t- touch on the, one of the things you mentioned. Because uh, like here in the UK, there, is, there are some people, and I think in America as well, um, uh, what that have, have seen it uh, a lot, and they know – they know the influence and they know that the price is ending in nine nine seven right. and they know that um who here wants financial freedom I put your hands up they know all that kind of stuff um and and so they kind of switch off instantly like i ain't literally i'm, I'm, not, I'm not cooperating here because they get closed because they've they've been in it too many times now um Obviously, if they're new to it, then they go for it, and they, they go throughout the, the, the funnel. Um, but there's a lot of people that are kind of like rebelling. There's a couple of YouTube things on it now and saying uh, things against it and so on and manipulation. And so on. what's your opinion on that? Because I truly believe there's, um, there's good persuasion and, and some ruin it for the others, where there's, um, there's persuasion because you've got to have it. It's sales. If you're in a car, you know, garage... They're not saying, oh, my God, that person's corrupt. He just sold a car. right? It's been persuasive, saying, well, I actually think so, it's <sighs> good for you. But here's, there's a lot of people, trolls out there, you know? You see it all yeah, the time. I, I have an answer for you. Um,
0: and this is something that I've sort of recently, recently discovered. Um, people talk about, you know, the ethical persuasion and this and that. But ethical persuasion is not just about um, uh, uh, the ends justify the means, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm a doctor and I want to get them to take their medication, so I'm going to use every strategy in the book, whether or not it's ethical in and of itself. Yeah. ethical, True ethical persuasion is not about the ends justifying the means. True mm-hmm. ethical persuasion is about the ethical process, right, of moving people uh to action right mm-hmm. so uh again in my most recent book which is called the four levels of influencing people or flip for short um we we talk about the highest level of influence is is your ethical human connection a genuine integrity uh, approach to it okay and once again as everything i'm fascinated with science and psychology and this and that and neuroscience especially um that this all backs it's not just a, a feel good disclaimer. It's mm-hmm. not just to make you feel better at the end of the day. It will make you a better influencer. Okay. Yeah. So the people on stage uh, who are being who are turning off their audience with the high pressure stuff. It's not uh, the stuff that they're doing that is is turn- They the they problem they have missed step one. They right. haven't gotten them into the they haven't gotten into their circle yet. Mm. So, step one, they've, they've forgotten about the rapport building and the connection building. They've mm-hmm. forgotten about, and a great, a great resource for anybody, this is not one of my books, but it's just called Compelling People, right. and uh, it's, I know it's like Harvard Business School required reading or something. It's one of the best books on influence, high-level influence strategy and concepts that, that I've ever read. So, and it talks about the circle, either you're in the circle or you're out of their circle. And if you're in the circle, you do and say whatever you want. You are in the club. My mom can say whatever she wants. She's my mother, right? We're gonna have a back and forth. We'll have a conversation, but I'm never just gonna, for life, just, you know? Uh, This may be a bad example. I know some people have different experiences with their mothers. Uh, (laughs) But if, if you are someone I trust, then you get a long leash if you if i haven't built trust yet with you mm-hmm. th- and i do something that breaks trust like say your name wrong or jump into a high pressure st- sales tactic that is immediately recognized right as a high pressure sales tactic
1: mm-hmm. then
0: then you've missed now that's the first piece the second piece is influence when done right is never recognized as influence the moment it is recognized right you are you you've reached the wrong level of the brain and your your communication missed right there's there's two levels of the brain one you influence and one you don't you don't even try right if you get to that uh that level of the brain you can influence then it'll never even show up as as influence or yeah. sales or anything or persuasion or anything negative, so um, those are the two things. Get in the circle and stay uh, stay within that ethical approach to influence at the right level of the brain,
1: um, and and you'll be good. You'll be golden. Yeah, no, it makes How a lot of sense. makes a lot of sense actually. That's that's really great great information, man. Thank you. Um, well, let's have a look at another question I had for you. Um, so, I mean there's a lot of people that do elevator pitches and stuff like that. I know. Um, what's your opinion on that? You know, in terms of, um, you know, do you think, do you think they have, do you think it's, it's, it's dated now or do you think it's needed? Do you think they're doing it the wrong way? I mean, what are your what's your opinion on that? If elevator pitches have a use, then they, uh, that is
0: to, um, it's for your own internal understanding of what your message is. So it's, it's about, if you put it out on paper, thoughts become clear as they pass over lips or through pencil tips. Thoughts become clearer as they pass over lips or through pencil. So if you write it out or if you're able to say it clearly and succinctly, then then it's, it's a check mark. Yes, I am at that level of clarity with my message. Yeah. So my approach to elevator pitches is once again, I, I wrote a, a piece for Harvard Business Review and they have published it in like all kinds of formats and it's one of their like most popular articles or whatever. And it's called your elevator pitch needs an elevator pitch It's about about how to get into that circle so that because the concept of an elevator pitch is you get into an elevator with your ideal prospect, you go up two floors, they get off. During that ride, you need to sell uh, them on your idea or product or service or whatever. So uh, I disagree. I disagree 100%. I think that that 20-second time period Mm. is best used as a bid for further attention, right? In other words, getting in their circle and creating that curiosity. So I guess we're coming full circle for our conversation today. Uh, And there's there's a few strategies that I use to do that. And and I discovered one of them when I was a magician and I'd go to these networking meetings and I'd get my time to do my elevator pitch. And I would just say, well, my name is Tim David and I'm a magician. And that was it. Everybody wanted to have they had questions. They wanted to know, oh, that's crazy. I had their attention. <laughs> and, and I discovered that it, you know, the power of a pattern interrupt. You know, I, I call it a verbal slap. You know, yeah. getting something that you can say. Now, the best thing I can do now, because I've tried things like, uh, you know, what do you do? Well, Well, you mean in addition to being an international bodybuilding champion? Obviously, you didn't guess that. So <laughs> I've tried like, a little bit of pattern interrupt that way, and obviously, uh, if if you, I don't know if this is video on all formats, but I am not an international bodybuilding champion by any stretch of anyone's imagination, right? Uh, I read books. <laughs> That's what I do. So, uh, so I tried humor, but now still, the best thing I can say when people ask me what do you do, I say, well, I'm not a magician. Right. I used to be. You know, but so <laughs> it's like, what, yes, yeah. what the heck, what, what are you? So, um, it, you know, I, and I've had people come to me with all their different verbal slaps. I've gotten emails from all kinds of different uh, creative approaches to that. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's just, you know, one piece. I think there's like four different things in my, what I call my pre-elevator pitch. Uh, that I do but yeah maybe that's something I can link to is that article because a lot of people-
1: yeah yeah yeah. send me some links and we'll put them in the podcast definitely I think we're gonna have to wrap it up now Tim but um yeah, yeah agreed it's been uh an absolute genuine pleasure and I'm gonna do my eyebrows there you go <laughs> not quite right <laughs> but now honestly really some amazing mic drops so um I, I think you've been the perfect guest for for my show and that's all I hope for is perfection yeah. It's, no, you have, you have. You de- <laughs> definitely you come from an, another angle, um, and, and and communication is really important. Something speaking, I, I'm really interested in uh, uh, the psychology of things. I'm really interested in, um, and what you explained today, some lots of mic drops in them. So, massive thank you. I'm, I'm sure my audience uh, loved it. And um, and for anybody watching, uh, you can connect with uh, Tim on getspeakinggigs.com and uh, we'll be putting some links in the podcast. Uh, uh, a commentary, and also on the I, YouTube. I, I have a better one for your audience, Mike.
0: Uh, now that we've had this conversation, sure. If they go to moreinfluential. dot there is a uh, a PDF they can download. It's sixty one science based influence strategies.
1: Okay. Moreinfluential. Uh, awesome.
0: Moreinfluential. dot
1: You got it. Brilliant. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Not free. Yeah. Download it
0: Excellent. at your leisure.
1: Brilliant. Tim, thank you for coming to Mike Drops up close. close. Thank you ever so much, buddy. It's been a pleasure. Um, take care. Thank you. Likewise. Great connecting. Take care now. Thank you, buddy. If you enjoyed listening, then please subscribe to the Mike Drop show and connect with Michael
0: on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram.